I'm Max Pringle with these headlines. The remnants of Hurricane Ida have slammed into the northeast region today, unleashing floodwaters and killing at least nine in the tri-state region. New York and New Jersey have declared states of emergency, and some 200,000 people are without power. More from Feature Story News' Simon Marks. For the first time ever, New York City was placed under a flash flood emergency as large parts of the Big Apple were inundated with water. More than three inches fell in Central Park in just 90 minutes. Images on social media showed the baggage reclaim area at Newark Airport completely submerged, torrents cascading into New York City subway stations and the authorities scrambling to keep up. Jumani Williams is the New York City public advocate. This is a, a combination of climate change meeting a infrastructure that really wasn't ready for the old normal much less the new normal. Governor Kathy Hochul still in her first week in the job declared a state of emergency for New York. The governor of New Jersey followed suit. I'm Simon Marks. Meanwhile Ida's aftermath in the Gulf region is still being assessed as crews begin to clear the wreckage in Louisiana and elsewhere. The power was back on in much of New Orleans. At least four deaths have been recorded and about a half million people remain without water. Outside New Orleans, thousands of people can't return to their flood-damaged properties. Authorities are waiting for floodwaters to recede so they can truck food, water, and supplies to affected communities. Officials said a gas shortage was hampering hospital staff, food bank employees, and other critical workers. The White House says President Biden will visit the region. U.S. Climate Envoy John Kerry met with the Chinese Foreign Minister today as he wraps up an Asia trip where he's laying the groundwork for an upcoming international climate summit in Scotland this autumn. Kerry said China needs to expand its efforts to reduce carbon emissions to hold back the rise in global temperatures. The State Department says Kerry told Chinese Vice Premier Han Jing in a virtual meeting that there is no way for the world to solve the climate crisis without China's full engagement and commitment. China is the world's largest carbon emitter, followed by the United States. Kerry is in the eastern Chinese port city of Tianjin for talks on stronger efforts to curb rising temperatures. Chinese officials urge the U.S. to ease sanctions on the country over issues like human rights. The Supreme Court voted not to block a new law in Texas that bans abortions for most women. The so-called Heartbeat Act bans abortions after the detection of a fetal heartbeat, or about six weeks. Many women do not know they're pregnant at six weeks. The law gives any individual the right to sue doctors who perform an abortion past the six-week point. As vaccination levels increase in Australia, the premier of the state of New South Wales, which includes Sydney, has announced that strict COVID-19 restrictions can begin to be eased. New South Wales had been seen a recent spike in COVID cases fueled by the Delta variant. Feature Story News' Sean Bendley reports. From early Friday morning, exercise in local government areas in Sydney will no longer be limited to an hour a day, although the overnight curfew will remain. The state's Premier, Gladys Berejiklian, says she's confident further relaxations are coming but only for those who've received two doses of the vaccine. I wanted to also remind our citizens that 70% double dose will be different, will be a different life to what we're experiencing today. Uh, 70% double dose vaccination will allow us to do those things we've all been missing. It will allow us to um, interact with one another safely. But again, I want to stress this, the privileges will extend to people at 70% double dose are only for those who are double vaccinated. 
And that's Sean Bindley reporting. Fire officials say they've caught a break in the high winds fueling the Caldor Fire approaching Lake Tahoe and neighboring Nevada. The fire forced tens of thousands of people from the area, but forecasts call for the winds to calm heading into the weekend. Officials say they hope to use the calmer weather to get a handle on the blaze. Christina Honestad reports. The Caldor Fire's 20% contained. It's already destroyed 729 homes and other structures, damaged 43, and injured 5 people. Most of that damage is in the southwest end of the fire, near Grizzly Flats. Some repopulation is happening in the area, as firefighters there are in mop-up mode. More than 15,000 firefighters, with help from out-of-state crews, are battling dozens of California blazes. The National Guard has sent in more than 1,000 soldiers. Airmen and sailors and 10 other states have sent in more than 1,200 Guard members. Many of those are providing air support, including 23 aircraft, some equipped with water buckets, others with systems that can drop fire retardant. I'm Christina Onestead reporting for KPFA. And I'm Max Pringle. You're listening to Sojourner Truth on Pacifica Radio.